Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Many priests contend that this is the most difficult day of the year to preach because the Trinity is full of a lot of abstract concepts such as persons, processions, coherence, circumcision, and perichoresis, all technical terms that I'm sure everyone was contemplating this morning when they woke up. Despite the fact that we have these impressive-sounding terms to describe the Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity still remains a mystery. That is to say, our human understanding will never fully comprehend God. In fact, the best understanding of the Trinity came perhaps from St. Augustine, who famously said, Si comprehendus non est Deus. If you can understand it, it's not God. Yet the fact that the comprehension of God will ultimately elude us doesn't mean that we should cease trying to understand God and try not to know him. In fact, the opposite is true. Even though we can't fully know God, we should, in fact, strive to know him. God, after all, wants a relationship with us. He wants us to know him. He reveals himself to us precisely so that we can know him. He became a human being not for his sake, but for ours. He wants us to know him. And the fact that we will never fully comprehend him doesn't mean that we should avoid him. Let me explain this by way of analogy. Think of a young man who is in love with a woman. A man who is in love with a woman, no matter how much he tries, will never fully understand everything about the woman. Yet, if he's truly in love with her, he doesn't let this fact that he can't fully comprehend her and possess her prevent him from learning more about her. He knows that even if they get married and spend 80 years together, he's still never going to fully know everything about her. And yet, this doesn't stop him from trying to get to know her, even though she will always, to some extent, remain a mystery to him, he still seeks that relationship with her. Well, the same is true with us and God. The fact that we can't possess God, that we'll never be able to fully comprehend God, that we'll never know everything about him, shouldn't hinder us from attempting to learn anything about God. Rather, like the young man in love, it should prompt us to explore the mystery that is God more. It should motivate us to share life with him in order that we might be drawn deeper into that mystery that is God. And the deeper that we're drawn into that mystery, the greater our love will grow. The reason that our love grows deeper is because unlike the relationship described with the man and the woman, in our relationship with God, we're entering into a relationship with love itself. For God is love. You know, that simple statement is so often stated and yet so often misunderstood. For when we say God is love, we don't mean that God is a feeling or an emotion. Nor do we mean that God goes out of his way to prevent us from ever feeling bad 
or that God is always trying to affirm us in everything that we do. Because that's not love. Love, as defined by one of Father Sean's heroes, St. Thomas Aquinas, is willing the good of another. It's the same definition that's used by the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Willing the good of another. And it's what we see in the life of the Trinity. In the Holy Trinity, we see three persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And these three persons are one God. And while the full comprehension of this will always elude us, we can still learn from the Trinity. And one of the things that we learn is that each person of the Trinity gives everything for the other. Take Jesus, who came to earth and he died on the cross. You know, so often when we speak about Christ coming to earth and dying on the cross, we speak about it in terms of Christ did this for us. And that's certainly true. But Jesus is also very clear that his whole life, his whole mission here on earth, up to and including his death, is at the service of the Father. You know, over and over again, he speaks of the fact that he was sent by the Father and that his sole purpose is to do the will of the Father. Even in the garden scene at Gethsemane, where he's praying right before he's about to be handed over and crucified, his prayer is, not my will be done, but yours. He's praying to the Father. He's giving everything, including his life, back to the Father. Likewise, Jesus is also very clear that the Father is equally loving. We see this in the Gospel today, where Jesus says that everything that the Father has, has been given to him. The Father is completely giving everything to Jesus. It's that complete act of self-emptying, that complete act of love. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who continues to be with us on earth today. The Spirit animates and guides the church and safeguards her from error. But why does the Holy Spirit do this? The Holy Spirit does this because it's the will of Christ. Christ sent the Spirit to be with us. Similarly, the Holy Spirit came upon Christ in that famous scene at the baptism in the Jordan. And he did so because it was the will of the Father. In other words, the Holy Spirit gives himself completely to the will of the Father and the Son. And these are just but a few examples of the love that is the Trinity, the perfect love that exists in the Godhead. And it's this type of love that calls out to every human heart. After all, do we not seek a lover willing to give everything for us? And similarly, do we not wish to find someone for whom we're willing to give everything else? Well, that desire is only fulfilled in God. You know, so often what happens is rather than trying to fulfill that desire in God, we turn to other sources to fulfill that desire. And it's always met with all sorts of negative consequences. Sometimes we're rejected. Sometimes we're manipulated. We're never truly satisfied. But with God, it's different. God will never reject us. He'll never manipulate us. He'll never hold anything back 
from us. Again, we see that in the scripture today, in that gospel. Jesus says, I'm handing everything over to you. And it's everything that he received from the Father. There's no holding back from us. The more that we study and the more that we learn about the Trinity, the more we will realize how truly awesome our God is. The more we look at him and learn about him, the more we understand love itself and the more loving we will become. Friends, if you want to experience love, if you want to know love in your life, then you need to enter into a relationship with the triune God and you need to get to know him. Don't allow the fact that God is a mystery prevent you from learning more about him. For if you do that, you'll be like the man who admires a woman from afar, gazing at her through his window, but too afraid to speak to her, to enter into a relationship with her, and to know her. Rather, take courage. Get to know God. Learn about the numerous ways that he has revealed himself to us through sacred scripture and through sacred tradition of the church and enter into a relationship with him. Do not be afraid to learn more about God, but instead pick up a Bible, read the works of the saints, receive the sacraments of the church, and allow yourself to be drawn into that great mystery of love that is our triune God. Brothers and sisters, peace to you and to all who seek to know the God who is love.